Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. Look who I found. <laughs> so I was in the United Kingdom. So I I messaged Walid. I was like, "Tu kida hai?" So he was like, "Bhai, main to bada dur rehta hu." So tu kida hai? So then I was like, "Acha, tu tu dur rehta hai? To ek kam karta hu." You know what? I'll 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 haul your ass either where I am or I will haul my ass where you are. So it ended up happening that I Walid ke paas aagya. Bilkul. So kya hal hai, bhai? Very good. It's so it's a, honestly, this has been a, a meeting that's been happening, yeah, in, in the making for many years now. So yes, I'm, I'm finding when I saw you in real life, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize he was just handsome. Yes, <laughs> I didn't yes. Realize... <laughs> for the record, he's a big guy, he's a giant. Walid Van is a giant, but but I have to say, like, uh, <clears throat> I think we met. 2017 did you 17 yeah yeah 17 and you know both of us started our um um so called uh, youtube journey yep. uh, together and then uh, you know everything was going parallelly and then uh, you've disappeared yeah in 2019 2020 i just took a break from youtube uh, i my wife was pregnant mimsy i'm sure you maybe some of you know she was pregnant with our first first child and then we had a second baby so i've just been in, in daddy mode um playing that role which is a very new role for me um for, when you, when you do have your, your first kid it's very very different so so how 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 does it feel fatherhood it's weird honestly it's weird because it's like my wife has so much more patience than me <laughs> so i'm trying to be nice and you know come here do this and afterwards like to come here you know whatever well, I was like, don't say that It'll be nice whatever it is and i try my best but honestly it's, it's very very rewarding it's very tough you lose a lot of sleep your diet goes out the window you put on a lot of weight there's scientific reasons behind this which i realized which made me feel a bit better because i put on a lot of weight <laughs> during corona by the way before corona i was like 80 something kg like 80 kg right corona lockdown no gym netflix popcorn i went up to 100 kg whoa yeah i put on a lot of weight um and i think when you are awake during the night and you eat more you're more stressed your estrogen levels increase as a man mm. when your wife is pregnant because if you have testosterone you're more likely to be aggressive and to fight so you need to be more more what's the word um placable more sort of calm and passive mm. whatever it is so it was a biological change a physical change a mental change and um, I wasn't really in the mindset for making videos or YouTube, whatever it was. But things have calmed down now. So I'm back in the game. And I'm really happy to be back with you, you man. Know, it's, 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 I'm so happy to meet you yeah. because, you know, this was due for a long freaking time. We we would always talk about it, eh, ki, you know, when are we going to meet? Because in between, Walid had a plan to come to India, but that didn't materialize. Nope. And then my plan to come <clears> to <throat> England was never materializing. Honestly, COVID. COVID yeah. was a big reason. Yeah, if COVID yeah. would not have happened, I would have ended up coming to the United Kingdom much, Must much be. before mm. that. But hey, what the hell? I'm here now, and uh, I think it's going to be a yearly visit now. I'm going to do a yearly visit. So, so, uh, I say, match not doing that. over me, 91 for no loss. Yep, it's what a good start. It's a good start. I think. Um, Honestly, I, I checked the score when in, in Australia's innings. I think it was around the 20-30 over mark. Mm -hmm. And they were 200 and something for no loss. I thought these these guys are going to get 500 or four, like literally four, 500 comfortably, right? So I'm surprised that, that they haven't got 400. So that's obviously Pakistanis must have done some good bowling in the end to at least contain them. But I think if they are able to get two 200 runs with just one or two wicket loss, you never know. Yeah, you never know. They chased down Sri Lanka, remember the world? Yeah. So yeah, that was did. a surprise because yeah. normally Pakistan are terrible, terrible chasers. They are they wouldn't. They are renowned for being very, very bad chasers. So 
But it's Australia. It's, it's a different, you know, it's, it's a different yeah, because even against India in that game, they were 150 for two wickets. And this collapse. This collapse. India is a psychological battle. It's not. It's not. It's not a battle. Of, <laughs> it's not a. It's not a battle on the on the field. It's it's in here, and they they seem to lose every single time like clockwork. So yeah, India is a is an exception. We're not going to beat you guys. It's okay, you know. Just I think before the match they should just give the victory. So here's you know here's 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 the two points, three points, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so I think let's see what happens. Um, I still think Australia are favourites to win this match. To be honest with you, I think their bowling attack is much much better than Sri Lanka. So let's see what happens. So so what do you make of the World Cup so far? It's been an interesting thing. I I don't know why. Is it maybe it's maybe it's because I'm now in daddy baby mode i haven't felt the hype as much as maybe previous world cups mm. or maybe the last world cup was in this country so maybe i was in it more mm. um but you know it's it's interesting let's see what happens to the match dekhne bhi gaya tha mere ko yaad hai 19 mein mujhe yaad hai tu match it was, it was a test match it was a test match yeah. i think it was a test match it wasn't it wasn't part of the world cup but but when the world cup was here it was very sort of lively and you know nice english summer but let's see what happens this world i think obviously india are the favorites i think new zealand it could be india new zealand mm. i think New Zealand keep getting closer and closer. Last World Cup in the final, technically it was a draw. They didn't technically yeah, lose I mean, it. The, the reason for their victory was ridiculous. It, was, it wasn't even a victory for England. As much as I'm happy that we won England, but it wasn't really, you can't really claim that as a victory. Um, but the one before that was Australia-New Zealand final again. Mm-hmm. So there's two finals they got to. So I think this third time round, they could, they, they, they might have a chance. Yeah. They might so, have a chance. Uh, the two teams that are doing well right now, I think, are India and New Zealand. Yes. So, no, South Africa lost against the Dutch. Australia yeah, lost against Africa. That. What did you make of Netherlands? You know, I would love, I would absolutely love for Netherlands to become a proper team because there is no other team in Europe that plays cricket. It's only England. Mm. I know Scotland and Ireland, whatever it is, but really and truly, if at least one other European team was able to put on a, put on a test uh, put, put on a decent test uh, you know um, team I think he'll be very good for cricket and you know I've always been a fan of of sort of the orange kit you know the orange kit it's a nice it's a nice kit so um, and there's a lot of South Africans and uh, Australians I think in that in that Holland team mm. so you you never know there's, and a lot of them play county cricket in England so you know they're not bad players they're not bad players so yeah the thing is like with these teams right. Uh... Like there used to be a phase. I don't know if you remember the phase with Kenya. Kenya, yeah, Kenya. Yeah, Kenya. Me Morris Odombe, Steve Tolo, was a players hote the, and then they had that you know the Tikolos and Odumbes of the world. They had a phase, and then they just all folded like a pack of cards. And that's been the problem with a lot of these. Teams. The one that hurts me the most is Zimbabwe, because Zimbabwe actually had a good team. Yeah. Heath Streak, Irvine, the Flower, Flower Brothers. Brothers yeah. They were a very good team. Chimbonga is his name. Um, Umbangwa. Umbangwa, yeah, the yeah. one with the, the long hair. Yeah, they had some good players, man. Um, but due to political reasons, obviously they they weren't able to do anything. But that, that was a big loss to cricket, I think. So, um, that that was a good 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 a good African team, but um. Cricket is a, is a is a funny one because on one side, if you look at football, their game is expanding, right? They're they're getting more and more teams into the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Cricket seems to be going the other way. Like even West Indies couldn't even qualify. A team like West Indies with yeah. the, all the history, they couldn't qualify for a World Cup. So it's to me it's like it's getting smaller and smaller. And even the teams that are established teams, they're becoming less interested in the game of cricket, and it's all about T20. What, so. what, what do you make of this entire ten tournament, ten over tournament? T10. They're gonna end up with a T two tournament. It's gonna, it's gonna be end, it's, gonna, it's gonna end up with maybe two two overs or one over. It's just getting shorter and shorter. You'll be you'll be able to record the whole match on Snapchat by 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 the way it's going. So I don't know, man. Cricket is a is a strange sport. I think 
I think there has to be a change where I think as much as people, as much as I'm a big fan of test cricket, mm -hmm. realistically, there's only three teams that can pull in numbers in test cricket. Mm. India, Australia, and, and, England. and England. Yeah. Outside of those three, it's dead. You know, Pakistan was like, oh my God, we're going to have test cricket in this country for like after 20 years. And then when they finally got there, there's no one in the crowd. Or there's very few people in the crowd, I should say, to even watch test cricket. I think T20 is going to be the default, like the, the standard going forward, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. However, um, if we are going to have test cricket, then we I think I think we have to make we have to rethink the way it's done. I think four four days because most games don't even get to five days. I, I don't think so anyway. And the, and like for example, Ricky Ponting was saying like it's so one sided test cricket. The home mm. team nearly always wins. So in, in that, get rid of the toss, and the opponent will decide whether they bat a ball, and then then that changes the game. Like there has to be more innovative ways to actually make test cricket interesting and more competitive. Otherwise, what's the point? I, I, outside of top three, who cares? What do you think of the idea of franchise test cricket? Just wrap up the national side. Because right now, what happens is every team goes through mm. a strong phase, right? When Australia was at its peak, there was no one could there was no one yeah, could compete with. But them. there were two or three good Aussie teams because yeah. they, they had a second eleven yeah, that yeah, could yeah. have played. Yeah. Now, if we had a franchise format, I think we would have eight top quality test teams. That's a very good idea. I never actually thought about that, but I think actually, you know what, that would make more sense. Yeah, because you can get better uh, players of, let's say, right now, the Indian mm. system is so strong. I think India can have three playing in love. Easily. Easily. And, I mean... England, I think England could have two. They, in fact, England have a one-day side and yeah. a test side where none of the players actually even... Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's very possible... Uh, where you could have that and to be honest with you as much as these traditionalists say oh, don't change the game the, the, the game has to be the game the game outside of those, those three countries is dying so if you want to grow the game you have mm -hmm. to change it and, and I, I think it's a fantastic idea if, if, they're, if they're able to make it happen fine it'd be more interesting you know yeah I, I think uh, personally if you ask me I, I think that's the only way forward for the future of test cricket because I still prefer test cricket over I agree format. I agree I don't watch mm. a lot of T20 cricket I know a lot of people love T20 cricket yeah. I, they, they enjoy T20 cricket I I have somehow never enjoyed T20 cricket the way um, um, many people do I, I don't understand the format but we're getting cricket <clears throat> in the Olympics Yes, that's that's a big. I'm surprised it's taken this long. Honestly, I'm really surprised. And it's it. because of T20. It's T20, and I agree. I think T20 is great. I still prefer Test. Test is the pinnacle of of Test cricket. Of, of cricket, it's the original format in which it's played. It's far more complex. It's far more interesting. There's stories within stories, but Test cricket pays the bills. Sorry, um, T20 pays the bills. It does. They bring in the crowds, and uh, you have to respect that. You know. Yeah, it it, it is fascinating. But uh, I, I don't know what the future holds for Test Cricket. Like, we've been... I think one-day cricket will die first. Yeah, one-day cricket's been kind of squashed in, in between the two formats. Even though I still think the one-day World Cup is still... The, the premier tournament. Yes, yes. The I, I still think... Premier part, yes, part of Test. Exactly. I still think the world the 50-50 World Cup is the best product, like tournament. Mm. I still put more... Uh, prestige on that than, than the T20 World Cup, if that makes sense. So it's, it's kind of a weird position to be in because on normal tours, 50 to 51 over 50 matches are kind of like pointless, right? It's either Test or T20, T20, but mm. the World Cup is 50, so it's, it's a weird one. I, I, don't, I don't know how they're going to resolve I don't that. know if you're noticing this. Uh, in the last three, four years, because the amount of one day cricket people play has gone reduced. Yeah. 
I think batsmen have forgot how to build innings. They, yeah. they, they literally yeah. don't know how to bat uh, from over number 20 mm. to over number 40. These these were specialist batsmen who were middle order batsmen. Yeah. If you remember, people like Inzimam and these kind of yeah, guys yeah, that yeah, were yeah. just, you know, four, five and over the single, single run, run. They weren't hit smashing sixes or fours because yeah. you couldn't because the, 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 the fielders were out, right? Yeah. So it was a, it's a different game. But now we play T- T20 and now you have basketball where everything is a four or a six. But how do you negotiate those 20 to 40 overs where it's it's pretty dry? Yeah. And you have to squeeze out runs. So you're absolutely right. I think um, the game is changing. But they is a dying art, that sort of middle middle order kind of batsman yeah. uh, who will squeeze those runs out. Yes, it's, it's very interesting. And like uh, mm. right now, the reason I think India and New Zealand are uh, playing better in the World Cup is because they have those old style one day players. Mm. Like the beauty of Virat Kohli is people don't look at... Virat has a very low six hitting average. Mm. He barely hits sixes. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He keeps on hitting boundaries and takes a lot of twos and singles. Singles, yeah. And Virat's uh, run making style is very much, you know, polished and suited even now yep. for one day cricket. I, I genuinely think he's like the the like people always say like Root, uh, uh, Kohli, Williamson, Barber. Out of all of them, if I if I had to pick one player that could play all mm-hmm. all formats it, 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 it's, it's Kohli without a doubt mm-hmm. because like you said he can do smash hitting he can time in innings yeah there's so many so many times when I'm watching him play I'm like bro this guy the, the run rate is creeping up and he's not he's not going for it he's single 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 and in the last two overs bang he knows when to turn it on yeah and that's a skill because we think being aggressive means every ball has to be boundary only a particular kind of player can do that yeah. Right, you have like a maybe like Sehwag or uh, Azam or uh, um, what's his name? Not Azam, uh, Fakhar Zaman or um, uh, you know, Butler. You know, these kind of players that come in 30 40 balls, smash. Beat. I think the Sri Lankan batsman, like Kusal Mendes, yeah, exactly. But there's another kind of player that plays 80 balls and then gets 80 runs and then plays 100 balls and gets 120. Mm-hmm. And they can just turn it up in the last 30, 40 balls. So he's definitely got that skill. He's from the old school, I think. So he's a blend of the old school. And yeah, school. I think Virat is probably a dying breed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He, he's, I'm telling you, he is... Because he was playing with Yuvi, Yuvraj and Dhoni. So he's just from that era. Yeah, he, he was in the 2011 World He Cup. was in the, he So he's from that era. Don't forget, he started his game playing in that era. He's not someone who's like a young guy. He's maybe in his 30s now. So he was brought up with that 50 over mindset. And then 2020 kind of took off. And then he became whatever, you know, amazing. So he's still from that era. So, you know, I still think he has that game in his um, back pocket when he needs it. Which is why even in 2020, he times it. If you notice, even in 2020 games, he like the run rate is going up. He doesn't panic. Mm. He does not. That's the one thing is that his mentality does not panic when the run rate increases. He knows. Yeah, I remember that game against Pakistan. Was it in the last World Cup? The T20 one? Where he hit Harris Rao for those two sixes. Right. Yeah. I think most players, when you're facing that kind of bowler, 90 miles an hour, mm-hmm. they would have panicked. Yeah. He comes down the pitch and he hits him over his head. That, that's, that's, that's not a shot. That's a mentality. And I think that... And that's what's missing. And I think, like, for example, if people always compare, like, Pakistan India. The talent is there. The mentality is not there in Pakistan. That's what they have in India. They, these are professional cricketers. In Pakistan, you have cricketers that from the street mm. that are good enough to play in the national team. Mm. And even their own setup is absolutely nonsense, the way the way they manage their players. So Last teen saal mein, I was trying to look at the number of uh, Pakistani cricket board chiefs and I think you've had three. This is very normal, yeah. The, 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 the thing is, they don't really have any vision. They don't have longevity. And I, said, I think I said this last time when I was speaking to you on the uh, podcast that they're 
political system is very much tied with the cricket, which is so weird. It, it, it doesn't make any sense, right? We've had so many prime ministers in this country, UK, but the football manager hasn't changed because of Boris Johnson or Theresa May. Or, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make any sense. But in Pakistan, that's very normal. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very big political problem. And I think cricket gets, unf like, we blame the cricket board, but actually the cricket board exists in a country which is so unstable. And there's no real long-term vision for it. So, which is why I think when you look at Pakistani greats, even they have underperformed. If you look at their careers, sure, but people say, oh, sure, Bakhtar, he hasn't even played 50, 50 test, test matches. Yeah, he couldn't. You know, it's the same with Bakari. Like, they were saying, like, the top, Wicket taker, and this is maybe an interesting conversation now. The top wicket taker spinner is Danish Canaria. Yeah. And he's someone who you would say is after Abdul Qadir or after Saklan, after Mushtaq. But those guys couldn't have a career long enough to even get the wickets. Like you see in, in England, Anderson and Broad, their careers, they have to give a massive thanks to the England board for keeping them fit for that long. Yeah. And for having a vision to say, you know what, we will make these guys specialist test bowlers. Both of them will get 500 wicket seats. They'll win us in Ashes every two years or every four years, whatever it is at home, right? That's They're playing the long game to take care of their players. But Pakistani bowlers, even like we're known for our bowlers, even they haven't played that. They're injured. They get into fights with the, with the board, politics, that kind of stuff. So Danish Kneri, I mentioned him because there was a lot of controversy around him being the only Hindu player in Pakistan and the way he was treated. Um, and I think that was an absolute disgrace because he's... The highest wicket taker in Pakistan for, for, for a spinner, and you would think that maybe on his merit, people would respect him yeah. as a human being, but even that wasn't enough, which is a shame. You know, it's an absolute shame. So there you go. I want to know. I want to know your thoughts on that. What's the What's the sentiment when Indians hear that their Pakistani's one Hindu player, top wicket taker, he was a good bowler by the way. He's very good bowler. Yeah, he, he was a good bowler. You're right, and then. This is how he's saying afterwards that they wouldn't even drink or eat or whatever it is from the same, like, you know, couple uh, table, forget couple, cup and plate at the same table. Like, why is he here? Why is he eating with us? That kind of stuff. I mean, this is disgusting. Kind yeah, of I behavior. think that there was a story where there was on, once the only person who stood up for Danish Canaria <clears throat> was, uh, I think, uh, Shoaib Akhtar. Yeah. Oh, oh, of all the people. <laughs> of all the people. But that's why, you know what, respect to him for doing that and respect him for even after both of their careers ended for, for even bringing it up because he, he didn't have to bring it up there's no there's no pressure on him to bring some, something like, like that up so um yeah that 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 was um that was very interesting and what do you think of the whole Jaish, when uh, what's his name Rizwan yeah let's talk about let's it. talk about that was interesting and I think it was good because it's good because he got a taste of his own medicine yeah you want to start you know proclaiming your faith on a cricket pitch okay then what, what What? if the crowd do it also? Then it's not comfortable. Then it's like, oh, why, why are they saying this? I'm sorry, but you started it. Yeah. You and, started and, it. And the funniest bit is, like, I don't know if you remember this, 2019 World Cup ke time, pe, Dhoni, all he did was, I think that he just wore the army. The army thing, yeah. That's mm. all he did. He mm. did not make anything. And ICC forced him to remove the army insignia. Mm. They forced him. Fair enough. You don't allow that. But then after that, the Indian cricket team has bowed down to Black Lives Matter. Oh my God! Yes, I remember that. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. I remember Every that. team was doing. Every that. First team. First of all, it was annoying. Yes. So that was there, and then Ustubad. Mm. I remember uh, this latest thing where Rizwan is talking about Gaza, 
मेरा पॉइंट ये है कि मतलब एंड एंड यू नो इट्स अ सीरीज ऑफ डिस्कशंस है वखार यूनुस ने भी एक बार अंदर का जानवर बाहर निकाल दिया था तुझे याद है हिंदुओं के आगे नमाज हिंदुओं के सामने नमाज पढ़ेंगे हां या या मतलब बकवास 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 अभी अगर ऐसा करोगे और अभी वो जैनब अब्बास का तुझे पता नहीं है उसके पुराने ट्वीट्स निकाल लिए लोगों ने वो जी सर ओ गौम उत्तर और क्या तेरी और मेरी इसके ऊपर बहुत बार बात हो चुकी है एंड यू नो माई व्यूज ऑन दिस सब्जेक्ट लाइक यार जब मेरे को कई बार मैंने चले गए जाओ जाओ उधर अब यार उधर हर रोज आके उंगली करते हैं हर रोज आके उंगली करना और फिर अगर चित्रौल पड़ती है तो बोलते चित्र मारे क्यों मारे अच्छा और क्या बकवास आर्ग्यूमेंट है अफगानिस्तान में भी सारे मुसलमान है वो तो तालिबान वाली कंट्री है मगर कोई इंडियन फैन ने राशिदानी अरे राशिद खान तो यार देयर इज लाइक अ कल्ट फॉलोइंग ऑफ राशिद खान ही इज ह्यूज ही इज मैसिव एंड ही इज अ वेरी गुड प्लेयर ही इज अमेजिंग या आई हैव टू से एंड दैट दैट इज अ रियलिटी सो यू कांट से वी आर एंटी मुस्लिम बिकॉज़ इफ इट्स एंटी मुस्लिम दिस अफगानिस्तान एंड देयर सो मेनी मुस्लिम्स इन टीम इंडिया मोहम्मद शमी दे हैव बीन फॉर लॉन्ग टाइम दे बीन फॉर लॉन्ग टाइम या लाइक इरफान पठान लुक एट हाउ इरफान पठान मतलब जाके सिर्फ इरफान का ट्विटर देखो इस समय वर्ल्ड कप चालू है इरफान उंगली कर रहा है पाकिस्तान को सबसे ज्यादा they can be a prime minister in india president mm. we already had a muslim president mm. uh, apj mm. you know kalam saab the he has been a president we've had muslims in you know we've had a chief election commissioner uh, muslim uh, who was a muslim mm. we've had muslims in important aspects of indian society sikhs in important aspects of christians in important mm. aspects and positions of indian society it's indians don't resent that yaar pakistan mein to tum officially <laughs> तुम तुम अगर पाकिस्तान एंटर करते हो और अगर सिटीजनशिप लेते हो यू हैव टू राइट दैट अहमद दीज आर नॉट मुस्लिम्स स्टूपिड स्टूपिड या इट्स इट्स वेरी इट्स वेरी बैकवर्ड्स बट दिस इज व्हाट हैपेंस व्हेन यू बिगिन अ नेशन ऑन अ पर्टिकुलर आई वांट टू आई वांट टू क्रिकेट मैचेस इन द आई वांट टू यूएई सम सम मैचेस एंड व्हाट दिस इज इन द क्राउड पाकिस्तान का मतलब क्या ला इलाहा इल्लल्लाह दिस इज क्रिकेट मैच व्हाट अबाउट द इफ देयर आर एनी क्रिश्चियंस और हिंदूज और अहमदी 
Pakistani supporters. So they, they shouldn't support your team? No, they should not. That's that's the exact message that's been given. Yeah. the problem. Hai. The message being given is that you are poor, you are weak, 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 you are you are you you they, are, they have to do namaz on the pitch. This has to be a statement. Yeah. yeah. So I've never seen other other cricketers. Maybe they do. I mean, maybe other teams do. I'm not. Hashim Amla, the most religious person on the planet. I've never seen him. Never. You has, has Hashim. Is there any more anyone more devout in his religion than Hashim Amla in the world? Forget cricket. And yet he doesn't go on about this or this. Or I have to pray this way or converting people on a pitch. He keeps his cricket to you know. That's that's that he's primarily a cricketer. Morally. Moinali, they play their cricket and they don't mix their religion with cricket. They don't have to make a political statement out of it. But Pakistanis, for some reason, can't get out of this. And I think genuinely it's insecurity. I really, really think it's insecurity. When someone is secure in their beliefs, whatever their beliefs may be, they don't have to go out of their way and say, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm this. You know that way. I'm this. You know, there's a joke about vegans. Oh, by the way, I'm a vegan. How would you I'm a vegan yet? Right? They don't have to do, no offense to any vegans. They don't have to do that. But when you keep going on a cricket pitch and saying Muslim or Islam or what Vakar Yunus said about this is honestly just just pathetic and weak, weak minded thinking. Really, really weak. And it's cringe. It's really cringe. You're there to play cricket, win a World Cup, win a couple of matches, right? Do your job. If you get smashed and then you start giving dawah, right? <laughs> what are you doing there? What are you there for? Instead of sending cricket, you said. Molana Saab and Peed Saab is, you know, to, 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 to the tournaments. It's it's ridiculous. And uh, this has been my biggest grouse with this entire discourse. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have many friends who are of Pakistani origin. I mean, I have always told you, I don't understand Pakistani. So, you're just... I mean... I mean I mean, I've said this privately. Uh -huh, but I mean, you know, I mean uh -huh. I've told you many uh -huh. times. But it's not that if you were a Pakistani, I would have a problem. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Beyond the point. My my opinions on Pakistan uh, are no, very but, clear. But you know what it is? When, again, this is when I left Islam, then I was like, if so where's my place in Pakistan? Right, exactly. <laughs> If it, this is what I'm saying. If you're gonna build it on uh, religion, then then I was like, wait, so Pakistani Christians and Pakistani Hindus Man, or yeah. atheists or Ahmadi or this or that, like, why would you even wave the flag? This flag doesn't respect you. Yeah, you know, I won't. I would honestly, if I was a uh, anything other than a Pakistani Muslim. There's no I, point. Yeah, I would leave that there's country. There's no point. Yeah. I, I think there's no place for them in that society. That society is not theirs. And everybody knows that. And they're just stuck there. They, yeah. they don't know what to do. They, I mean, India will say, Asini will take Like, Hindu Hindus will take India. Now, you think about it, when you remember the CAA, I mean, what was the... All India said was that mm. all non-Muslims non of the subcontinent have a house in India. All non-Muslims. Mm. Now... Uh, everybody's like, why not Ahmadis? Well, because Indian law considers Ahmadis Muslim. Muslim, exactly. Yeah. I mean, hum kya? I always tell them, Pakistan is so messed up yeah, yeah. that India can't change its law and According make, to, yeah, 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 and yeah, make yeah. its law bigoted 
just just just, just, just they are yeah. no we yeah. can't do yeah. that yeah. our law thinks ahmadis are muslim yeah. yeah so you know when when that's <laughs> so strange when you think about it but yeah 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 and and it's it's it's, it's insane every time i talk <clears> to <throat> you know reasonable people uh inside a few of them do exist in pakistan and यार ये रिलीजन का भी मामला भी मैं तेरे को बताता हूँ कितने पाकिस्तानी हूँ मैं कितनी बार ये हो चुका है ऑफ द रिकॉर्ड बोलेंगे हाँ वैसे तो मैं भी एथियस्ट हूँ ऑफ द रिकॉर्ड बोलेंगे तारे ओपन बोलना उतनी मार डालेंगे मार डालेंगे बोलते हैं यार ये कोई सोसाइटी है यार अगर आपका बेसलाइन ये है कि अगर आपने बोला ये कहेंगे आपको मार डालेंगे तो यार कौन इस सोसाइटी का पार्ट होना चाहेगा यार मैं तो खुले सांड के जैसे घूमता हूँ जिधर घूमना घूमता हूँ ओपनली बोलता हूँ आज भी अगर इफ आई एम इन द यूनाइटेड किंगडम राइट इट्स नाउ बीन ऑलमोस्ट एंड इलेवन डेज आई डन थ्री और फोर यू नो प्राइवेट टॉक्स वेर यू नो मोस्ट ऑफ द ऑडियंस आर नॉट एथियस्ट देर बिलीविंग हिंदूज दे टेक मी एज आई एम वन ऑफ दम दे नो हु आई एम दे लिटरली कॉल मी बिकॉज ऑफ वॉट आई एम थ्रू द पॉडकास्ट they know very well that this guy doesn't believe in anything we yeah, do yeah. in terms of a spiritual realm they still love me they still respect me they call me for talks they <clears> engage <throat> with me and and it's it it almost doesn't matter you know i've seen this with with hindus with jews even with christians some ex christians they are welcomed they are taken care of by christian churches they debate with them they have nice t- time they talk with them there's no animosity there's no oh you but with muslims that's all of that goes out the window everything becomes territorial it becomes uh, it's a conflict it's do or die if i have to lie to get this to to, uh, to to get one over this guy then so be if i have to threaten him if i have to intimidate him uh, go after his family whatever it may be because obviously it's not all ex muslims are in muslim countries in the west so they go after your family and i've seen this with with prominent ex muslims their life has been made hell and there is something very very insecure of this kind of thinking is that if someone leaves my group i can't see him as a human being anymore i have to destroy that person this is basically a cult i think you might disagree with me all religions are somewhat of a cult especially the abrahamic ones but islam is the cultiest of all of them by far by far i think it's new so what it, this is my hypothesis. no but not only new for example in christianity no one would ever say how did jesus walk how did he talk how did he dress himself what was his hair like what was his beard like how did he go to the toilet what did he eat what, what was it you if, if a christian says they'd be like what no one but muslim you'd be like oh we know everything we know everything how he slept how he went to the toilet how he slept with his wives what he ate how he drank how he this is literally a cult so now you once you leave that that's that's huge for them their mind is like blown like how could so, how could someone be, be so lucky to be born in this religion and then reject it This person is not worthy of our love and respect. Yes. This person is deviant. He's misguided. You see what I'm saying? That's such a cult level that that's so messed up. Actually. Of course, it's messed up. Yeah, of course, it's crazy. It's so yeah. messed up. This mindset is so messed up that uh, you know, like, I can't even relate to it. You can't. You can't. Like my brain. I don't think there's it. anything within Hinduism. And I don't even know know even that much about it. Where but they would idolize one particular figure that much, to the level where they say that you have to love this person more than you love your own parents. Never. It it just cannot be that. Person. That's crazy. That's it, crazy. It, it cannot come to that. That's point. not a cult leader. You know, some some gurus or some some weirdo say you have to love me more than you love. Then you would say, oh, this guy's a cult leader. He's a whatever fanatic. But that's that's our prophet. That's normal. 
in in Islam. I, I think that's nuts. I, th- I really think that's nuts. That's brainwashing at its best. What do you make of the ex-Muslim movement right now? I think um, most of the um, initial hype, the initial momentum has probably died down, which is, I suppose, in two ways, or one way to interpret it would be it's somewhat normalized. Mm-hmm. So now it's not that, oh my God, it's ex-Muslim. I know in India there was that guy, Sahil? Sahil. Sahil. That was pretty big, right? Well, I remember I saw that, that that show on TV or, uh, you know, where he came out as ex-Muslim. And that mullah, oh, whatever, Sahil's having a go at him. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it's become, it's, it's more quiet now means it's probably normalized. Mm. Of course, ex-Muslims still uh, tr- uh, are treated unfairly in, in Muslim countries where they can't come out and say openly, like, like your friend who said, I'm actually an atheist, but I can't say it otherwise. It's me. not one. I, I, I <clears throat> many. I'm sure there are yeah, many. On an average, every month, because uh, to my utter shock, I actually do have a listener base in Pakistan also. Mashallah. Sh- shocking to me personally. <laughs> there are a few of them who listen to me. I'm like, yar, 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 I'm like, you know, it's a very interesting thing. Like, brother, na ma, apke jaise, mano na apke jaise. Matlab, mano kya? Wo India, Pakistan, aman ki aasha kind mano. To don't don't try this here. Mano mm. because abhi matar ko just dining table bola tha. We are different in many ways. Mm-hmm. Indians and Pakistanis like after 1947, wo wiring change ho gayi hai. And there is there is there are significant psychological differences. But he's like, ni wo wala ni. Main apke jaise disbeliever hu. Wo wala bol raha hu. And and I consistently get emails from Pakistan. Mm. They are they don't stop. They just stay under the radar. Well, there was this famous, well, in 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 the UK, famous Hamza. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Hamza Zotsis. He's like a convert to Islam, mm-hmm. Dawa kind of guy, whatever it is. He's more grounded than Hijab or Ali Dawa. But he, from here, is going to Pakistan, lecturing them on atheism, saying, "Don't don't become an atheist, stay Muslim." So clearly, something is happening in Pakistan where people are becoming atheist or not believing in religion as much where someone from here has to go there to the land of of, of, of Islam and tell them not to be atheists. That I was like, what? They should be coming here telling us to, to be Muslim, but we're going over there telling them not to be atheists. So I think there is, and I th- I'm sure you, Harish probably knows more about this, you know, this kind of stuff. But there is probably among a certain class, many non-believing people, but they would never say it openly because they know the cost that comes with that. Harish ko, Harish ko moment. <laughs> that's all he will tell yeah. say. so but yeah but, but um I, I can't with the original question uh the ex-muslim movement you know what it is i i really think and i and i believed this before but now it's become more apparent to me since i've left since i left youtube and i came back to it this is what happened with the new atheism movement right it failed and i think it fails yes you you get over the initial um bible says the earth is like this or you know what fine once you dispel all those nonsense myths or whatever or beliefs mm. well done we win Hitchens wins Harris wins Dawkins wins after that happens mm. he doesn't have an answer for religion in terms of a way of life mm. okay their atheism has massively failed there is nothing in there and nothing within I, I think any atheist thinkers whether on YouTube or in academia that I've come across and maybe I don't read read enough possibly I have not seen anything that that speaks about a proper way of life. Because the thing is, human beings, as you know, it's not simply about, oh, I know what's true, or I've, I've just proved this verse in the Bible or the Quran. Mm. You have to have a vision to aim towards. Mm. And atheism, atheism doesn't have that. Now, maybe some, some, some of you would argue 
it's not atheism's job to do that. It's just simply saying what you're putting forward isn't true. And that's fair enough. But a human being doesn't care. A human being needs something to look forward to, right? All the left wing, this is what I was going to make a video on, on my channel and I haven't got around to doing it yet. All these wokeism is coming from atheism. Yeah. Why? Because they haven't got, they, they're like, well, we got rid of Christianity, right? But we haven't got anything else to look forward to. So the new religion is equity, whether it's on racial grounds, mm -hmm. on gender, mm -hmm. even on culture. So all cultures are exactly the same. All cultures are equal in value. Mm -hmm. No, they're not. Right? No, they're not. And the genders are not the same. They may be um, equal under the law, but the biological facts are different. Yeah. Right? But they want, now their new religion is equity. We have to equalize everything, even if it means destroying biology, the, destroying the very thing that, destroying the very vehicle that we got here on, which is science and reason. This is how you overcame the Christians and all that. You know, no, no, that's no longer important now. What's important is everyone is exactly the same, like the teeth of a comb. And this is their downfall because they don't have anything else to look forward to. So now they're so the, naturally the new the new religion is equity. Yeah, it's it's deeply problematic, and people mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh, I think uh, uh, I think that it's a meaning crisis of meaning. It is uh, a massive, it's, massive. It's huge. This is what I I would I would honestly uh, like to start a new movement, or uh, not movement, but at least a new meme or something like that which is conservative atheism it, i think there is a, a small I, number of them like Radha Khan is a conservative atheist. maybe like someone in the west or someone like a douglas murray he's gay but he's not woke and he's whatever challenging left-wing people that kind of stuff. he's probably the only one i can think of in the west right in the west world who's like a conservative can i see an atheist say family is good there are differences in gender it's okay to be a housewife hmm Whoa, are you saying feminine? Yes, I am saying that. I'm not I'm not against women working or anything like that. I'm just saying that for society to function and raise kids properly, right? Because if you're going to bring... And, and, I, and I've realized this by being a father, right? That to give children the best chance in life, right, is to have two parents. Regardless of culture, religion, economic, whatever you want to call it, well-being. Even my parents or my parents' parents, who were not rich in Pakistan, there was two parent households. There was love in the family. Yes, they had problems, but there was a there was a stable structure. Mm. If when most kids are not or, or are not born in in in, in wedlock, or there's most of there's increasing number of divorces, mm. to me that signals there's a huge problem in your society. Yeah, and are they going to be brave enough to point those out? No, because then then that would mean holding people responsible, mm. and then and and, and they do that. They're not interested in holding people responsible. Not in any serious way. I don't think so. Yeah, and and I, that's why you know I when I started looking at the ex-Muslim movement, I was one of the first people who had actually predicted that this movement is just going down the route of new atheism. It's gonna, uh, it has its own value because it challenges many uh, stereotypes in in Muslim society, and yeah. and that's why they always have my sympathies. Um, but there has to be once you've overcome that initial hurdle, there has to be something else. Yeah. What next? What next? And there isn't a there isn't re a real answer for that. It's just what well, what their answer technically is um, equity. Make everything the same, right? Mm. And this is a, a, actually a contradiction because they're also pro diversity, but, but, but diversity by definition means difference. And when you have different people who believe in different things, you will always have different outcomes. But they don't like different outcomes because in different outcomes you get inequality, hmm. right? Whether it be economic or, or anything else. 
and then power becomes patriarchal. It's the same nonsense. Power is patriarchal, or power corrupts. It's all a patriarchy, whatever it is. But I think these people, um, <clears throat> you know, on the left, traditionally on the left anyway, mm -hmm. they were pro-science and they used to uh, refute religion. Yeah. But now they're anti-science when it comes to biology. Right? <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, anti so so both both wings and right wing are anti science when it comes to religion, mm -hmm. but pro science when it comes to uh, gender and you know family and this kind of stuff. Yeah. So both wings use science when it suits them, mm -hmm. right? But when when it doesn't suit them, they will say, "But these are our beliefs," whether it's wokeism or religion. So for me, they're 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 two cheeks of the same arsehole. They're, they're both exactly the same. Dude, uh, what do you make of wokeism <clears throat> and its effect on stand up? Look, you. Oh, stand up! You're yeah, somebody yeah. who yeah. dabbles in humor. You're yeah. way funnier than I am, at least. But uh... well, you're more unintentionally funny, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> you're more. Whether you mean it or not, you are very funny. <laughs> so, uh, what what do you think that this this entire culture where? Um, so I'll give you an example. So in Canada now, I when I was uh, about to fly out, I I recorded a podcast with a, a comic in Canada, a stand up mm. comic, very funny guy, Ben Bankis, and it it's 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 for it's surreal what's happening to him hmm. he sells out every time he has a show every time he goes he just has to say i'm doing a show here i'm in montreal i'm in Mon vancouver i'm in toronto and it's sold most places don't book him mm. because they have lefties right, right. and are having a stranglehold on 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 venues <clears throat> so you know he he's kind of stuck with so there's some. Say, I'm sure there's a joke in there about um, controlling the the means of production. Right? <laughs> so you keep saying you know the the capitalists control the means of production, but yeah. what if what if the, what if the left does it right? So yeah. you won't book you whatever it is. Listen, honestly, I think um, the, the the more woke a society is, the more need for more. Um, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if this is the right word, but more radical, more dangerous comedy, mm. right? The kind of comedy that I grew up watching about race and gender and about sexuality was quite, quite cutting, right? It was mm. quite like, like no, no, no sense. I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Patrice O'Neill, those kind of guys that will just say anything. It didn't matter what it was, mm. as long as you get a laugh. The, obj the object is to get a laugh. Mm. If you got a laugh, good. That's how you judge whether it, whether a comedy is good or not. Now they judge comedy on whether it's politically correct. If the, if the message is correct, right? And that for me is not comedy, that's propaganda. Yeah, but what do you make of this entire argument made mm. by some comics that you always have to punch up, not punch down and all of that rubbish? You can punch anywhere which way you want. In a fight, in a street fight, <laughs> there are no rules. In a street fight, you punch any way to get the victory. Okay? Yeah. And when you say punch up and punch down, they say Islam, you can't make fun of Islam as punching down. Well, not if you're an ex-Muslim. Then it's, then, then, then it's punching up, right? Mm -hmm. Because if, you, if you're saying... So there's governments out there that can kill me, then I'm punching up, right? If, the, if you're saying that this, this community has so much stranglehold and intimidation over you, even if this one, that's still punching up. Mm -hmm. They they think punching up means being a majority in terms of like numbers. Mm -hmm. That's not punching up, right? In fact, if you were to make fun of Christianity now, that's punching down because no one cares about Christianity. If you make fun of Christianity, the church it's like, oh, well, you're so brave, bro. You've made fun of the Church of England. Oh, wow, so brave. Who, who's going who's to come after you? No one. No one gives a damn. You could go make fun of like Jews or Muslims or women or like those gays. Then then it's different because there's a cost attached to it. Mm. So if there's a cost attached to it, then it's punching up. But 
like I have never understood this that even if you're punching down so what yeah i mean do you mean it in an insulting way so what you can punch any i said rather you can punch any which way you want you can punch kick any which way you want i don't know who made up these rules where you can say where is the book in chapter 4 verse 2 in the book of comedy it says you have to punch up where is this book of comedy which says you have to punch up please please bring me the verse the chapter the volume where it says you have to punch up and who gets to define what punching up means? They just make up these rules. Who said that? Yeah, I hear some left-wing stand-up comics. Well, I don't give a shit what they say. <laughs> no offense, but I don't give a shit what they say. You, you, that's 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 your opinion if you want to believe in that. But where's where's this rule in the constitution? You can if you if you're going to be a stand-up comedy, you can only punch up. And punch up means make fun of white people or make fun of white men because you can't even make fun of white women anymore. That's like, that's haram. <laughs> that's haram. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, I I think they should come up with a book now. The the, the, the rule book of stand up comedy. The rule book of comedy. Yeah, you know, written by Drugs Like Nike. <laughs> it is clearly mentioned in the book of comedy. Edition two, version five. That you can only punch up, and to make fun of Islam is the automatic death sentence. Oh, that's a question. Right, let us make a book book of comedy with all the rules. What kind of jokes are allowed? What words are allowed? And um, but that's again anti comedy. Comedy is not about rules in that sense. Comedy is there to break the, the whole point. The whole point of a joke is that you subvert people's expectations. You think the joke is going one way, and it goes another way. And you think, oh, that's funny. I, I, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. But once you start adding rules to it, saying you can't make fun of this person, you can't make fun of this characteristic, then what you're doing is you're limiting the scope of of a joke, which means there's less chance of it being funny or less chance of it being offensive. And I think offense is part of life and comedy. And if you remove that, then what's the point? What's the point? So, when, listen, like, do you think in today's climate, comics self-center, uh, self-censor, per, on average, way more than they would previously? Probably. Yeah, because I remember even watching my old videos, there are some words there that I said that I wouldn't say now. Hmm, interesting. And yeah, even, even I was like, oh, wow, I actually said that. <laughs> because now I would be like, oh, I would never say that. And it happened so gradually mm. and so it was so subtle that I just thought I was being a bit funny and a bit sort of uh, flippant saying certain words or making mm -hmm. certain jokes. But now I'm like, I, I probably wouldn't say that. Mm. And I'm like, well, no one specifically told me not to say that. But because the culture was, the, the culture is going in a certain direction, it's less justifiable for me to say, well, I can say this word because it's uh, because my intentions are good. I've got nothing against these people. But it's like, no, 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 but you said that word. You can't say these kind of words. So, yeah, I, I do. If, if I'm doing it and I'm not even anyone big, I'm not even whatever. But even I realize, yeah, I probably wouldn't say that. And even amongst people that I meet, I'm like, can I make this joke? Do I have to know? Like, how, how many years do I have to know this person before I can make this joke? Before they realize that I'm not actually a racist or whatever it is. But, you know, back in the days, you used to make jokes like that all the time. But now it's like, ooh, only if I know him for me, like maybe two, three years, mm. then I can make this joke. Because I, I don't want him to think I'm a certain thing. Mm. If, if if our WhatsApp groups get raided, it's over. It's, it's game over. Everyone is cancelled. Thank goodness we have disappearing messages yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, the way sometimes some of us talk when we are amongst each other, like, I'll give you an example. My friend and I, I mean, people think we are nasty <clears throat> to each other. Abhijit Ayer yeah. and I are nasty to each other on the screen. They have no idea how Abhijit and I talk to each other off the you screen. You guys are pretty... <laughs> pretty <laughs> if you think we're nasty on the screen, uh, I mean, 
Oh my goodness. There's a lot of colorism, racism. Oh my god. Kon gora, kon chitta, kon yeah, yeah, and, and and that's the point, right? Yeah, yeah. But why are we? That, that was normal for us, even even me growing up. Yeah. That was normal. Like oh, like I'm light skin, someone's dark skin. My uncle would say, "Oh, is it is it is there a black and white competition going on here?" Yeah. Well, there's normal kind of thing, right? Yeah, and and see the whole idea behind Abhijit and I doing that entire, you know, bit is to actually poke fun at our people, <clears throat> like exactly. how racist we are. That's the whole idea. We are, we, we, are, we are mocking our own societies and our own cultures, and that when Abhijit does that, like you know, I mean, so Abhijit has a similar hoodie. I don't know why he just copies me. Achha. But uh, you know, once uh, Abhijit uh, called himself Nila. Uh, I thought you were going to you gonna say another N word. We're going. No, no, Nila Momo. Achha. And you know, I you know Nila Momo. Momo, Momo. So in India, me, na, wo dumpling ko Momo bolte hain log. So yellow. Yeah, I don't know Achha. what the hell it's called. Oh, wo live stream, batao Momo kya hota hai? Uska English version, mujhe nahi malum kya hota hai. Main angry. Dumpling. dumpling. I think something like that. I don't know. And I I just eat. Achha. I don't cook, so I don't know anything. <laughs> but so I have to say that 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 I we kind of offend everyone. We don't, you know, we mock Modi, yeah. We mm. mock Modi with Sham. Like, Mai Sham or Avi, we mock Modi, we mock Shah. We, like, I've been uh, going hammer and tongs on uh, Jai Shah because of the entire, you know, ticket uh, fiasco in the World Cup. I was like, what is it? The World Cup is not getting tickets. Where are the tickets? Sold out. Where are the tickets? Don't yeah. know. What is it? And you know, we, we do it all the time. So I guess in, in that weird way, because now nobody can say the Sham Sharma show is not popular. It's pretty popular. It's huge, a million, yeah, million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we are very popular now. Yeah. So our Thursday show on an average has at least, you know, 5,000, mm. 6,000 consistent live viewers. Wow. It goes up to 10,000 at times for live viewers. And and after that, we get good number of views consistently on the on on those videos itself. Mm. So it's not like the show is not popular. But even <clears> after that, we've not changed our core nature. Yeah, we we yeah. are. But what we have found is that we don't find pushback even from the left. Mm. And we have a. I know for a fact that a lot of lefties watch it because they are like, "Tum sabki mar rahe ho na, to ham itna offend nahi hote." Achha. Okay. Other than the usual suspects, you know, there'll be some on the Hindu side and the, some on the left wing side. They are eternally offended. They are by default uh, <laughs> offended all the time. But beyond that, like everybody, you know, they will come and tell me, that's you are a prime example of that. How many Muslims used to watch you? Yeah, loads. In fact, you asked me before, like you were saying, you get recognized uh, in, in certain parts of the world. When I got recognized in London, this is when I was more active, it would always be by Muslims, mostly. And say, oh, bro, I love your Zakanite. Oh, bro, I love your Zakanite. And I thought they were going to say something like mean, like, oh, why are you making fun? Every time they come, oh, I love your Zakanite. I love your Zakanite. Like, oh, okay. So, so they, they, they know I'm who I am. They know who I am. But they still watch it and they still appreciate it. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it, 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 was a, it was an interesting experience. It was quite scary sometimes because uh, you don't know what people are going to, say or do right but yeah yeah but see in what i always loved mm. about your humor was it did not come with hatred no like i know you for a while now you don't have hatred no in no, you no. It, it was just you 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 were someone who used to observe all these things and and yeah i grew I, I grew up watching these guys 
right? It wasn't like I'm um, some alien species that come down and, and, and observing these people as if some some sort of rare animal. Mm. I used to watch him every day. I used to send his videos to my non-Muslim friends saying, watch this guy, he's amazing. Oh my God. Right? I was one of those. I was a fanboy, right? I was a proper, proper fanboy. Right? If, you, if, if any of you are in the UK, Peace TV, you know Peace TV or Islam mm-hmm. channel, they put on his show all the time. Uh, brother asked a good question. This, that, massive crowds in India. I, I, remember, I remember all of this. Um, so I, I really like digested all, not only him, but other sheikhs and Molanas, all of their sort of, you know, um, attitudes, etiquettes and this and that. So it was subconsciously in my mind. Um, and even when I left Islam, I didn't become a YouTuber straight away. It was obviously like a couple of years or two, three years. I was still watching their videos. I was still watching their videos. So I'm like, okay, this is, 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 I found religion interesting in general. Right, so um, I guess it comes it comes from a place of sincerity because I genuinely watched hours and hours of these guys that I imbibed their uh, voice and mannerisms. So, but how did you not get angry mm. at them? Unlike a lot of ex-Muslims, the 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 thing with me is I had a good family. Mm. Right, I have a very good family, stable family. You know, we have, obviously we disagree on religion, but it's normal. It's like normal, whatever. Like normal chat. The people that have the most, you could say, visible or loud hatred are the people that their families have been very cruel to them, mm. right? And they're just, and and I think it might come off as like, oh, why you why did so much hate? But I think if your family mistreated you for leaving Islam or choosing a different way of life, and they were quite violent towards you yeah. or aggressive towards you then it's understandable why you would have such a such an attitude and even ex-muslims i remember speaking to some ex-muslims years ago about this difference there were certain ex-muslims that were just like islam needs to be destroyed and this and that and that but they would have a very traumatic childhood or at least a very traumatic uh journey away from islam someone like me it wasn't like that so i was like yeah i'll, I'll hang out with muslims i'll watch their videos we'll have a laugh it's okay i, I see them as ex- extended family Right, even if it's an extended family you don't speak to, but they're still extended family, if that makes sense. So I don't have this level of aggression towards them because luckily I had good Muslim parents. So if you want to give credit to my Muslim parents, I think you should, you know. No, and I think fair. we should give credit to parents who respect their children's decision to leave or join a certain religion. Right. And I think if you do that, they're less likely to be, I'm this and I'm that, and F you and F this and the world is against me. They're less likely to be like that because as long as you have your parents with your side. Then, then what? Then what the world think about me is irrelevant because I know that my parents are behind me, right? So th- that's 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 the difference. But after fame, ke baad, abhi itne saal ho gaye. Thik hai, tu beech mein chale gaya tha. Bagar uh-huh. extended family. Main, ma, ma, abu ki baat nahi kar extended family. To be fair, my side have been okay. There's only one or two people, but they, but they wouldn't come up to me and say anything. They just want to meet me, which is fine. They don't have to meet me if they don't want to. It's, it's okay. My wife's side has been more. Um, what do you want to call it? They've a lot. A lot of them have cut off from her in a more direct way, which has mm. been more more painful for her than it has been for me. Um, but even then, I keep saying this because it has to be said. There's no violence. I know ex-Muslims where them leaving Islam has literally meant violence, and not any chaper, but I mean literally like more than a chaper, right? More than more 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 than a slap, whatever. So it does vary. So I consider myself very privileged that I've left Islam, and I'm. You know, I'm still meeting my parents every other week. We go around, mess around. The kids are there having a great time. There's no tension in the air. 
But we, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it anymore. But which is fine by me, and I, and I won't bring it up. But um, ninety five percent of it is perfectly fine. No, but look, Faraki, na ki tere case mein kyunki Dev were so nice to you. So, tujhe bhi agar kabi koi tyohar hoga, festival hoga, aur tujhe kuch bolenge, to tu bana bhi lega unke saath. Of of course. So that's the give and take, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll go to Eid. I'll do this kind of stuff, and uh, I, I don't have an issue with that. I I don't have an issue with these kind of things, and I think um. This is what I was saying to you before, man. Like, I understand atheism is intellectually, it's a good way of refuting a religion, but this is culturally empty. There's there's no atheist events or atheist rituals or atheist things um, that keep a person grounded on a daily basis. Maybe there's stoicism, you could say in, in sort of, you know, I know it's in ancient Greece or in the Rome. I'm sure there has equivalent in India and whatever. Some sort of stoic movement, whatever it is. But even that is quite abstract from daily normal like it's not localized is it mm. right there's not a localized english stoicism or a whatever a, a, whatever a, an american stoicism where it's integrated within your own religion or faith or locality mm. so i don't think it's a problem for, if a muslim goes to mosque or celebrates i, this, I don't see uh, an ex-muslim goes to a mosque or ex-christian goes to a church why not why not i think yeah. you should I agree because this is okay okay chalo. so you you tell me okay there's been one question india has gone to the moon yeah this is a big deal i honestly think it's a very big deal not only for the world but also for pakistan neighbors i'm sure you've seen that, that joke on uh, instagram or whatever the guy in pakistan he's interviewing people saying oh india have gone to the moon you're going to the moon and the guy's like uh i'm big i'm already there whatever yeah, we're already yeah. there Exactly. It's sad. It's sad because obviously, you know, and he's being honest and he's sort of soft, you know, deprecating humor. Yeah. But it's it's, it's actually true. And I remember, uh, I don't know if this man has been disgraced now because there were some allegations about him. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not going to comment on that. I don't know enough about it. Uh, MJ Akbar. I don't know. If they were, yeah. He, oh, me too. Hua tha. <laughs> but then he went to court okay. and uh, court mein koi evidence nahi mili, so he was basically uh, acquitted. Acquitted. Like because, his name is not. Haan, the... <clears throat> he's one of the most popular Muslim authors of India. He was also part of the BJP government as a minister. But yeah. then after the Me Too, <laughs> <gonna be> Me Too. <laughs> I don't want to laugh if it's true. That's not the point. The way you said it was funny. But he said, and I remember listening to him ages ago. He was saying that India's neighbors are America. I was like, what? Because if I want to go to India, so if I want to go to America from India, it's a 17 hour flight, whatever it is. If I want to go to Pakistan, it's not only months of visas and months of this, the cultural and sort of the divide between the two countries is so great mm -hmm. that America is more of our neighbor than Pakistan. And I was like, wow. If that's not true now, then I don't know what is. The fact that they've gone to the moon, yeah. they are in a, in a completely different place right now. So you you tell me, okay, fine. I think it's easy to blame religion to say, oh, they're, but more than that, what do you think has led to India's to, to where they are now? What could if you were to speak directly to Pakistani and say, you guys need to do these three things in your country, and then within fifty years you'll be on the same same level as us? Honestly, with Pakistan, mm. you will you will have to bring in religion because religion is a key element. Yes, that's that. number one. Religion, that's you have number to. one, and. Like, I always had this conversation with a lot of my Pakistani secularists. And they say, no, Pakistan ko hum secular banayenge. I'm like, you do realize then the point of Pakistan is over, right? Mm, yeah, there's no point, yeah. There's I no was point. like, 
let people be i'm not saying it has no problems i mean you just have to listen to my podcast to see the amount of problems mm. i cover of indian society but the point is at a mental level right they had this comfort with diversity in india is built within the system it's 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 built within a system while pakistan or islam in, in general, in general yeah, has yeah. a very huge no, dis- discomfort with diversity yeah. and and it i honestly think that um that uh, the reason india has succeeded is partially we had better politicians overall starting se lekar ab tak i just think we've just had better politicians mm. who who had a much bigger vision we had a better elite because people don't like to admit like listen masses don't make society elites make society mm-hmm. like the pareto principle is as real as yeah, it yeah, is yeah 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 20% of the people decide 80% yeah, yeah. of fate and that's that's applicable in every society the biggest difference between india and pakistan is not just the masses and their outlook towards what life is i think it's also the elites the indian elites are far better hmm. indian elites are far, and and i say this <clears throat> even including the indian left wing elites right who you know i criticize so much on the podcast i think the indian left also Did, I'm not talking about the communists. They're crazy. Hmm. <coughs> I'm talking about like <laughs> left of center people. Uh, Shashi Tharoor. Yeah, Shashi Tharoor. Yeah. I mean, there are many. Like, uh, am I a fan of Nehru? No, but hmm. I think Nehru did contribute to India. Hmm. I, 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 I sincerely believe Nehru had many contributions to India. Hmm. And you cannot, <clears throat> you cannot discard those contributions. Hmm. Uh, Lal Bahadur Shastri after Nehru, he gave so many great contributions. Narsimha Rao. you know he is a congress prime minister hmm. he gave so many contributions to indian society and every prime minister has atal bihari vajpayee narendra modi um, prime minister manmohan singh like you will not see me if somebody here said something nasty about manmohan singh nasty hmm. I, it, if it's a fair criticism then i feel it's okay but if it's not a fair criticism i would defend manmohan singh hmm i would stand up for my prime minister for example you know the khalistanis they're crazy people so they took out a uh, you know parade where they were like having a, a, a thing on a truck where they were showing a murder of indira gandhi now that's my prime minister i have a problem with that mm. do i agree with everything indira gandhi said no indira gandhi was my prime minister <coughs> i will not tolerate that and, and this kind of an emotion is very normal in india mm. <laughs> Uh, But that's not in Pakistan. No, no, it's not. No, it's and not which is why I said the Pak and and by elite, I don't mean a rich 
or a caste based or a religion based elite elites are just people who have risen through the top ranks the ranks yeah. in india they could be dalit elites they could be you know uh, non dalit elites they could be muslim elites they could be christian elites it's just that the policy makers of india mm. when i say elites i mean the policy makers of india the people who design the destiny of india i just think they were better than pakistan and and that's the key difference where where they they still had a larger vision mm. and the third reason which nobody wants to uh, talk about is they constantly looked at pakistan and mm. they're like inke jaisa nahi banna right and and it's it's like not being like pakistan was well, enough motivation is enough motivation <laughs> you just have to look at pakistan as an indian and like hi 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 nahi ye nahi kar sakte hum ye ye to pagal hai nahi aur main khulla bol raha hu tujhe jek when jab jab aaj hi maine tweet likha maine wala mere ko hansi aati hai jab koi pakistani hai na moral iski baat karte hai yeah yeah as like tum moral arbitrar ho duniya ke oh saale tumne apna desh dekha hai tumko sharam nahi aati baatein karte hue tumne puri matlab mitti palit karke rakhi hui hai duniya और मैं हमेशा क्वेश्चन पूछता हूँ तुम यहाँ पे आके देख ले तू देख इंडियन कम्युनिटी कहाँ है यहाँ पे हम्म पाकिस्तानी क्या कर रहे हैं यहाँ पे भी वही सेम सेम स्टोरी गु खा रहे हैं यहाँ पे भी वही वही गुड़ गोबर काम कर रहे हैं यहाँ पे एक्सेप्शन आर नॉट द नॉर्म तू पूरा तू तू जेल स्टेटिस्टिक्स देख यहाँ के क्राइम वेलफेयर किधर तो क्वेश्चन पूछना पड़ेगा ना इंडिया के लिए मेरे हिसाब से ये तूने बहुत अच्छा क्वेश्चन पूछा इंडिया के लिए नॉट लाइक पाकिस्तान एक बहुत बड़ा मोटिवेशन है कि हम क्योंकि हमने देखा और खास तौर पे अभी व्हेन वी आर इन वेयर वी आर राइट नाउ राइट व्हेन वी लुक एट पाकिस्तान वी गेट शिट स्केयर्ड एंड लाइक वी डोंट वांट टू बी दैट एवर लाइक नेवर एवर इज इज अ कोशनरी टेल एंड लिसन लाइक इट और नॉट एटलीस्ट विद द सिंधी पंजाबीस इफ यू लुक एट द डीएनए and you look at a lot of a major chunk of western central uh, india and all, all those parts well, literally the same dna mm-hmm. but look how people of the same genetic stock behave yeah yeah so differently and look at the divergent outcomes and and you know some random pakistani elite will come to me and tell me like india mein i say yeah shut up yeah mm-hmm. matlab kya mere ko jab koi pakistani bolte what do you make about muslims in india i was like what mm-hmm. you polls say 98% muslims love india <clears throat> So you have some great conspiracy, and all the Pew polls are wrong. All the polls are wrong. I, always, I met Tahir Gora. Brother, who met him in Canada. Tahir Gora is a Pakistani. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tahir Gora. Yeah. Not MJ Akbar. MJ yeah. Akbar's Me Too was. Tahir Bhai. No, no. The one you, the one you, 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 on your podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tahir Gora. Yeah. Tahir Bhai. I said to him. I said, Tahir Bhai. Simple thing. When you ask an uh, Indian Muslim, the victory of India and Pakistan can be defined by Indian Muslims mm. and Pakistani Hindus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you ask an Indian Muslim Pakistan, go there, an overwhelming majority of them will be like, "Pagal ho gaya ki tu udhar jaunga." And if you ask Pakistani Hindus, of course, they run. They will be like, "Ha, kabi konsi?" No, when now? Yeah, no, niklo yahan se. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because one society was built on hatred. the other society was not built on hatred the other society was always there mm. we did not have to build we had to rebuild hum toote hum wapas banana humne hamara ye ek hamara ghar tha wo jenga ka board gir gaya fir humne wapas usko banana shuru kiya kya hamare mein problems hai kaun nahi bol raha problems hai main to samne se keh raha hu problems hai magar we are just a reemerging society a reemerging society i think the best way to summarize it is the difference between pakistan and india was pakistan they the muslims who were for pakistan maybe thought pakistan was the end result we've got it now victory 
Right, so India was this is the beginning now. Yeah, we have like you said rebuild. जिसने वो रेप किया था ऑस्ट्रेलिया book a book a tour of the MCG, mcg and yes, scg yes. get harris to host you it's an amazing tour lots of history and super fun yeah man i'm going to australia next year india yeah. tours australia oh wow this is if you win there'll be three in a row right three, yeah. three, wow that's oh, incredible i so hope we beat them again in australia it's possible it's po- that would be I, i think like in test cricket probably one of the biggest achievements if you think about it three yeah. i don't even think england have won three test series in a row in Australia, in Australia. I don't think so like in terms of ashes I don't think that even they would they 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 could even do that they yeah. win one ashes the one one ashes maybe in five years or uh, 2011 ki jeete the na that was a long time ago now it's 2023 hmm. 12 years ago bro yeah somebody is showing pakistani solidarity to you <laughs> i'm not, i'm not sure what that means but so pakistani solidarity i don't know what that pakistani solidarity means say like, but how do pakistanis look at you first generation pakistanis jo yahan aate hain how do they look at you i don't know i never asked them i never asked them because i know i mean we're not going to take your best friend's name but your best friend is basically an indian oh indian yeah 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 yeah, yeah. indian yeah and i was friends with him since like 16 years old whatever it is um but i, I it's it's complicated man cuz i the funny thing is i was at a pakistan match is pakistan versus South Africa is mm-hmm. in the in the Oh you're right I didn't go to the World Cup. Man, Sorry. Bola the World Cup. Oh you fuck I completely forgot that match. The, I went to that match in the World Cup. Uh Pakistan won that match. Anyway, I was there. One of my friends from college, he was working there. He's like temporary job. And he saw me and me and him funny enough had a bit of a online just a a, a gentle argument about something, right? Islam or whatever it was about what I wrote. But when I saw him in person it was like bro how you been man this that and the other i think there's almost a surprise because at the time probably i won't do this now i was supporting pakistan in, in cricket mm. so he was almost confused like why would why would you support i thought you were i thought this and i thought that whatever it was so there is a bit of confusion because it's not a natural place to be an athe- an open atheist mm-hmm. and a pakistani close atheist sure there's many close atheists who could say you know who could pray in the mars or like play the game but you the- don't really relate to pakistan anymore less like only thing that i relate to is my childhood memories which is normal because your own childhood your cousins and mm. politically i i don't i've no no connection 
No, well, like, what, 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 on, on what level? What, like, other than a cultural level, but then cultural, like, some of the shit they do in Pakistan, I wouldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not raising my family like that. You know, there's always going to be a bit of Pakistan in me, but not, not. Yeah, your family is very British. <laughs> but that's because my, yeah, my, well, she's, she's, um, my wife is, uh, she's actually quarter English. So she's actually legitimately English. Yeah. So that's her reason. But no, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I don't, I've become almost, uh, what's the word? Disinf- not, uh, what's the word? Um, not confused, yeah. But when you become disillusioned, mm. like what's my connection based on? Other than family and childhood memories, that's it. And cricket, that's it. But even cricket, I'm like, I don't give a shit. So, do you, uh, so now if Pakistan toured uh, this part of the world, you would not have the same feelings? A part of me would always support them, but not for the right reasons. Only because it was a childhood thing. My connection with cricket was with Pakistani cricket. Like, I learned cricket. Yeah, I remember you told me this. Yeah, so then that part is, like, inextricably linked. I can't remove that. I've tried to reason myself out of it, but I can't. So I'm a human being, right? Mm. But politically speaking, I don't give a shit. I genuinely have no, no, like, I would care if they became a better country, Mm. if they became more democratized, secular, whatever it may be. Fine, great, that's great, you know? I, I would be I would celebrate that more than them, right? Because then I'm like, well, maybe you you can make space for someone like me. That'd be great. But as long as you can't make space for minorities, right, or have that genuine diversity, then I have no I have no interest in that in that project. And I see it as a project. I don't see it as an actual country. It's a project which they said maybe we should have this thing in India where we have our own thing going on. And what it's, it's failed. It's failed. I, I genuinely think it's failed. Really, I, I, honestly, and and I think there's a lot of videos going around on YouTube, or I don't know if they're like comedic, like saying, "Yeah, India, India, are better. like I, India have like, this thing that we were holding on to. This 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 Pakistani dream has become a nightmare. Hmm. The Pakistani dream, which was the Islamic thing, we have our thing, has become a nightmare. Holy moly! Somebody has written in the live stream. I'm an ex-Muslim and also consider myself an ex-Pakistani. Yeah, yeah. And I'm reading this verbatim. I don't give a shit anymore about the land built on hatred and discriminating people based on religion. I think that's that's perfectly perfect, yeah. You know what the sad part is, Waleed? Hmm. I actually know many such Pakistanis. Yeah, yeah. It's true. They they say we're ex-Pakistani and now the third stage is a lot of them are saying we're Indians who were born in the wrong land. Mm. We were Indians who did not have a choice. Yeah. Or we were Indians whose parents made a bad decision. Yep, yep. It's true. It's true. I, I I've met few of them. No, uh, there's Lumba. probably there's probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of, of people like that. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna give away names because yeah. they are lete hai na, to fir jo hode, unke No, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But yeah, these are very some very prominent. Okay, so let me ask you another question. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> so I hear this a lot. And I don't understand Indian politics. I don't follow Indian politics. All I see is headlines here and there, whatever. Uh-huh. Especially in the UK. So it's yeah. going to be through a, a different cultural filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me if I'm wrong. But I don't understand what actually Hindutva is. Yeah, that's a good question. If you were to say in, in one line, what is Hindutva? Because I genuinely, the more I've tried to understand it, the more confused I get. Hindutva is Hinduism that responds. Okay. So when you say Hinduism, do you mean a cultural identity or like a religious one? Political identity. Okay, now explain that to me. So at a spiritual level, right? Hindus have always been very clear. Mm -hmm. It's a very different mind. So from the Abrahamic mind, which is, you know, history-centric, 
God spoke to this person through the angel. And then that's the God's word. It's a very different way of looking at the world per se. The Hindu mind is not like that. Hindu mind is a very internalized journey. Spirituality in Hinduism is very individualistic. Mm. Um, while spirituality in Abrahamic religions is very collectivist. Collectivist. Yes. It's a very collectivist uh, mindset. It is. It is, right? Yeah. So uh, there we leave that separate. Now, what, what happens with the world is that the world got conquered by Abrahamism. Yes. Whether it's through the British Empire. Like it or not, it was an Abrahamic empire. Yeah, yeah. It was an Abrahamic empire. Or before that, in the case of India, was the Islamic invasion. The Mughal, Mughals came to India. The essence of India was challenged in that sense. And Indians would never feel at home with this. <clears throat> and then I think eventually what happened was Hindutva was a response to these two challenges. And one more, I say, which is casteism. Mm. Inside Hindu society. So Hindutva was an answer to a three-pronged Hydra monster. Uh, one monster was Islamism, political Islam. The other was uh, political Christianity and colonialism. And the third was uh, casteism in Hindu society. And Hindutva looked at what are the problems that give you know are affecting us in the sense that we were divided because of casteism. So we need to destroy that. And we need to come together. Mm. And then when we are together, when number three is solved, then we need to answer to number one and number so two. internal problem. And then, and then the, external, the two external So Hindutva is like a uh, lens within. <clears throat> and once we sort that lens inside, we answer to the world as a collective. Mm. Because the problem with the Hindu mind was the Hindu mind was very individualistic in many ways. And in today's world, you need a political answer. That's just the way some things are. So you need the group oh, answer sometimes. So if you're an individual, you're more, you're more vulnerable to be overpowered by collectivist Collectives movement. movement. Okay. So okay. I think Hindutva is a response. It's a collectivist answer. Yeah. Okay. Hindutva is a collectivist answer to a collectivist reality. Mm. I think if Islamism and colonialism did not happen, I think Hindutva would not have happened. It was a, it was a proper reactionary movement dealing with a very tangible problem around them okay so i have a follow now, now, now i understand what you're talking about okay that makes sense now this is the, i'm gonna try and grill this as much as possible so isn't there a fear that in reacting to an abrahamic or collectivist ideology you may yourself become abrahamic abrahamic very good which is why and, and how would you uh prevent such a thing from happening exactly so the fundamentalist of a religion will always be like the fundamentals of the religion so a fundamentalist gen cannot become a suicide bomber. Right. Because if I, I'm supposed to follow Jainism to the core, then I can't even hurt a fly. Right, right. So beyond a point, a fundamentalist Hindu will have to behave like the tenets of Hinduism. Mm. Beyond a point, they can't do it. Secondly, Hindus still like democracy a lot. So there is a lot of this, you know, Hindu rastra mm, nonsense. What they don't understand is that the word Rashtra means very different things mm. to a Hindu than what it means to other people. Rashtra for us is a civilizational identitarian state, not a political thing. Political thing. Right. As in, it's our identity. I don't know how many people are Hindu. I don't know how many people are Hindu. I don't know how many people are Hindu. I don't Hindu. I don't know how many people are 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 Hindu
एक हमारा भी नजरिया है हम हाउ डू वी लुक एट द वर्ल्ड वी लुक एट एवरीबडी हु बेसिकली इज डिसेंट एज अ हिंदू इट डजेंट मैटर विच पंथ दे बिलोंग टू एज इन विच सेक्ट दे बिलोंग टू so that is one what people fear is actually the right word for that is a hindu ras rajya a state the hmm. hindu state will be first and foremost rejected by hindus hmm. like me because we don't want to be in that state and secondly how will you govern that state because in impossible. the case of islam it's not even possible within islam yeah. within hinduism so, hinduism yeah. mein kaise karoge like kaun sa khana ban karoge kaun sa nahi karoge like there are physically possible there are it's 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 in it so what has happened is a lot of these questions hmm. like because they have those fears hamare fear dusre hain so there are legitimate fears like caste based fears they those are legitimate legitimate fears which is why hindutva is so amazing because hindutva like people don't understand you know uh, has savarkar said problematic things maybe yeah he has right but the core of savarkar's argument was what the seven shackles of hindu society mm. like he was criticizing his own society as like these are the seven shackles where he talks about interdining as one of the uh, uh, one of the seven shackles is that when different castes come in the same yeah. or uh, going into temples or intermarriage mm. or or many other things so those are the things uh, that uh, that people i think refuse to acknowledge but it's okay i i think it's a work in progress and more and more when people deal with hindus i think i always tell mm. people that uh, people don't steal man hindutva that's mm. all i expect from them i don't believe i don't expect them to like hindutva but i expect them to steal man hindutva that that is the least i think that that is something that we should uh, actually you know grant at least at a cultural level and uh, I don't yeah. know why it is such a problem that a, a lot of times I don't even understand ki yaar aisa kya humne bol diya jo humko itni galiyan de rahe ho in, in the west and this is my perception hindutva is seen as hindu supremacy that's a, a byword of saying hindus are, are are supreme and if you're most like subjugated or something like that isn't it isn't it working no no it's fine okay cool yeah um so that's that's interesting and this is what I was speaking to earlier regarding atheism there is no core binding belief mhm and listen regardless of how you view the world in ide- in an idealic sense mm-hmm. how it should be mm-hmm. you're absolutely right hinduism i and this is why i agree as a libertarian every individual should be allowed to believe or do what they want mm-hmm. but if you live if you, if you live, if you're surrounded by people that are communitarian mm-hmm. and tribalistic then you need a an answer that is not only intellectually strong but also militarily strong to be like mm-hmm. can you leave us alone please yeah. what happens when we disagree am i just going to be overruled mm-hmm. or will you respect my difference yeah and if you don't respect your difference then i have to come up with an answer and be like now you will respect my difference yeah but and so so i i i completely again i don't know the the, the tenets or no, his, there are problems it, like every society mm. has problem hindu society has problems and we just have to live with uh, trying to solve those problems but but to paint hindutva in a way that it is being painted i think is an unfair thing i think yeah. we have a audio video sync issue so uh, i guess anyways we've pretty much uh, hit the end of our uh, discussion so we'll wrap it up but before we go uh, anything you want to say no just uh, thank you everyone for tuning in it's been a very 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 relevant very very long time I really enjoyed this hope you've enjoyed this I love it and uh let's do this more often uh in person and uh, of course online but um yeah just um 
I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like my, 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 my channel, every time I post a video, people say, I had no idea you were back. And it's been maybe like a month or two now. So I don't know if it's algorithm or shadow ban. I, I don't know what the technical... It's the algorithm. algorithm. The more you do it, then they keep on posting. Okay. That. So please, if you can visit my channel, just give it a like or whatever. It is a, a subscribe. I've got more more videos coming up soon. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me on your, on your channel. I really appreciate it. it. It's an it's an absolute pleasure. So guys, as you know, in the description of the podcast, you will see Valid's uh, Twitter handle and also mm-hmm. go on YouTube. His uh, channel's name is VeeDoVids, V-E-E-D-U space V-I-D-Z. And um, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to see him come back. I, I, I think I was after his life for a good year plus now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I used to abuse him on WhatsApp all the time. Like, <laughs> he used to be like, "Come on back! Why are you coming back? Where, yeah. Where's your videos gone?" Yeah, I mean, I mm. I think he, uh, one of the good things from YouTube was getting to meet you and getting yeah, to know you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Likewise, pleasure, brother. Thanks, Absolutely. Thanks, thanks, thank you so much. Thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up, but go support uh, Valid. Uh, go subscribe to his channel, and uh, you you know the drill as far as I'm concerned. Like, subscribe, whatever. If you're an audio listener, go leave a rating on iTunes, Spotify. You know this podcast only runs on your support, the members. So if you can, please become a member of the Charvak Podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Until then.